Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is a really cool interview about birthdays. It's with another amazing woman in the middle who started celebrating turning 50 at 49. Specifically, today we're taking a look at how you can celebrate your 49th birthday as a beautiful way to prepare and set the stage for celebrating your 50th birthday. My guest today is Wyona Porath, an amazing woman in the middle who is turning 50 in the near future. Wyona is rocking her 49th year on purpose. Now, Wyona had a friend. This friend told her about her own personal experience when she turned 49. That is, her friend decided to take back her life. And this idea inspired Wyona. She decided to focus on the mantra 49 and fabulous. She decided to capitalize on the opportunity to reinvent herself by doing something significant. That significant thing was planning. I know that doesn't sound very exciting, but you are going to see it really is. Wyona is celebrating this phase of her life by setting a specific goal each month as she ramps up to turning 50. She's doing all kinds of fun things, everything from visiting places she hasn't seen before and going to concerts from her youth to trying something out of her comfort zone. Such a great idea. Wyona lives in Maryland. When not rocking her birthdays, she's a professional academic advisor. She's active in the global community for advising and has presented a wide variety of regional and state conferences many, many times. I love that Wyona's professional background seems to have influenced her exceptional ability to plan what she wanted for her milestone birthdays. I know you're going to love hearing more about how you can continue to grow, learn, and experience new things even at your age. Wyona figured out how to celebrate this time of her life like a rock star, and I can't wait for you to meet this very special and creative woman in the middle. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Wyona. Thank you so much for being with us today in the Women in the Middle podcast. Hi, Susie. Thanks for having me. You know, I love talking to people who are turning 50, and I know that you have an important birthday coming up. So tell us a little bit about what you're thinking about your birthday and when it is exactly like it's soon, I heard, right? Yes, my birthday is actually a month from today. So I will be turning 49 and I am going to have a 49 and fabulous year leading up to my 50th birthday. Oh my gosh. So the countdown is on. That's right. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> so now were you always excited about it? Um, I, I don't know that I had ever thought about it. I, I think growing up, you know, you always heard these, oh, you're going to be 50. Like it was an old thing, but I, I think age is just a number. And um, I kind of came into this through a friend. Um, she did something similar and I said, you know what, I'm going to do that too. That's, that's so awesome. So at, with your friends, are you finding that um, you guys are talking about getting up there because what I noticed with Facebook, it was pretty interesting. 
that one thing that Facebook does is pull you together with your high school cronies. <laughs> and that group of people, everybody's turning 50 at the same time. It's very different than your friends from the neighborhood or your friends from a kid's school or something like that, right? So did you find that there was some chit chat about aging and turning 50 soon? I think um, I have a group of friends that are on either side of it plus my age group. And so I think there's a lot of talk of it going on right now and what that means. Um, I think it's so different than when our parents were turning 50. I think there's a lot more, uh, you know, there's better health options. There's better things to do. There's just, um, I feel like some people really look forward to it. Some people are really dreading it. Um, so it, it's, it is, has been very interesting uh, talking with different people. Um, my husband turned 50 last year. Um, so we're, we're kind of, you know, um, in that group of friends. Yeah, it is interesting. There's such a huge range of how people uh, end up experiencing it. And, and I think it's a surprise to many that you're not really sure how you're going to think about it until you actually get close to it and start to think about it. And sometimes it's just responding to the way other people are expressing themselves because it just, it gives you, I don't know, like kind of more context and then it helps you kind of figure out how you're feeling. Agreed. I mean, a lot of this came out, I, I belong to an empty nesters group on Facebook, which is where we met. And um, I think it's really interesting, the approaches there and what I was seeing there. And, and I'm a fairly new empty nesters, although I feel like the kids are coming in and out. Um, and I just, you know, I thought this is a great time to see who I am again and, and find out who the new me is. And um, I think this was kind of my way of allowing myself to really celebrate who I am and figure out what's next. I love that. And did you notice it in, on Facebook? I notice on Facebook when people talk about empty nest, it is a lot of doom and gloom and loneliness. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't personally feel that way. I was actually looking forward to it. Um, to me, it's another stage in life. You know, if I've, if I've done my job well, my, my children are, are doing well and they're off and they're doing what they need to do. And um, I kind of was looking forward to having my husband back again and, and doing some things for me. Um, my life has been so, you know, wrapped around what happens when you have children. Um, but sometimes you put your own needs and own wants kind of in the back until you have time to do it. So this yeah, is Yeah, I find that that's really <laughs> common with my clients and um, that so many women our age, we have been thinking about others first for a good 20 years. And it's very foreign to be able to think about what you want to do and, and realize that there's really nothing in your way except your thinking. I still catch myself thinking, oh, but I can't do it. It's too complicated. Or, oh, uh-oh, I can't, uh, you know, but it turns out that really it's not that complicated. It really isn't. It's, it's about, you know, thinking it through and having a plan and executing the plan, you know, it's, um, and, and not saying no, being open to the yes. Yeah, I love that. Saying yes, uh, we can train ourselves to say yes more. So talk to me a little bit about what was going on in your 40s. Um, so uh, my 40s were really um, interesting. Um, this, this all came about because of um, a recent transition, really. Uh, my 40s, I, was, um, I started my career late in life. Um, and so my 40s, I was kind of hitting my stride. I really was loving my job. I had this, you know, great house and family and everything was like really awesome. I was feeling good about being in my 40s. Um, and I think I kind of came into my own too. Um, 
I think something about your 40s does something for you as a woman. You, you stop caring what other people think quite as much. But in the last year, um, and the change that happened is my husband took a new job in another state. We moved. I had to find a, another job. And, you know, the kids were in and out. And I just feel, was feeling stressed and down. And I was missing my friends, my house. Um, and I, I knew I needed to do something about it. And, and one of my friends um, kind of went through a lot in the last six years. And she told me when she turned 49, I'm taking back my life. And I loved that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it in a, just a little bit different way. And, and so that's how this whole idea of 49 and fabulous kind of came about for me. So it was inspired by a classic midlife funk. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I thought about um, what that meant, funk. Was I really in a funk? Um, yeah, I was, probably. Um, I think some of it, though, is realizing the funk is just a challenge to overcome. And when you kind of flip the switch to positive thinking and how can I get out of it, I think it takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah, I love that. The questions we ask ourselves can inspire uh, such positive movement. And uh, I just did a podcast about that, about the importance of asking questions. It's just what you said. It's like, how can I move through the funk is very different than why am I in this funk? So when you think to yourself, why am I in this funk? Why do I feel so off? And really, that's what I've noticed a funk is. It's just feeling off. You have a sense that your things just aren't quite right. Like it's not a tragedy. It's not a crisis, but you're off. You're not, like you said before, you're not hitting your stride. It's not all systems go. Everything's just a little murkier and muddier and just a little eh. And so, but what I love about a funk is a funk usually comes with an opportunity for inspiration. It's kind of like the universe is saying, hello, we've got work to do. Hello, let's bring you out. So I love that you noticed it and that you were open enough to the conversation and ideas from your girlfriend to help you change your perspective. It sounds like that transition for you, that thought work was pretty quick. Um, it was um, because I knew it was going to be okay. I think we've moved before. And so I, I, I knew, I already had the experience to back it up. I knew it was going to be okay, but I wasn't going to let myself sit in it. Um, and I think that was a, that was the conscious decision. I think before I kind of let it get to me more and I'm like, I'm not going to sit in this. I'm going to change it and think about it differently. What can I do um, in addition to this move and change of jobs and uh, new life that I have um, to celebrate me and really figure out who I am and what I want. Um, and what is, you know, what does 50 look like for me? What do my fifties look like for me? And start really planning that. Um, I think it's an opportunity we have um, when our kids are out of the house um, to reinvent who we are if we want or go back to who we were before the children or whatever that is um, for you as a woman. I, lo I love that you decided that you weren't going to sit in it. And I don't want to under, undervalue that decision because that was a decision. It was conscious. And it's, again, it's very different than wondering how long is this funk going to take? Kind of like, it's so easy for us to think something out there, like we're going to get hit by lightning or something out there outside of us is going to help, is going to save the day. When really, that's not how it works. It's a decision that you made that created a different feeling for you 
And how would you say that you felt when you said to yourself, this is just a transition. I'm not going to sit in this. I think it really changed my whole perspective. Um, I know I was feeling really down and kind of out of sorts um, because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make friends. I, I, you know, I don't know people. And that's just not true. It's just you have to think about it differently. And um, once I made the decision, my whole mindset kind of shifted. I started actually enjoying where we were living. I started meeting new people. I started liking the job better um, because before I was kind of putting in that negative space and I didn't want to be in that negative space. I made a decision. I'm like, I need to be in a positive space. I need to change how I'm thinking. Um, so it's, it so, it's so true. Like the thoughts create your feelings and then the feelings drive your behavior and the behavior, what you end up doing as a result of how you feel is what will actually prove your thoughts. So you were just uh, a working example of amazing self-coaching. <laughs> it's so good. So tell me, what has come up for you now that you're taking back this 49th year and you've got um, it coming up, you've got a nice milestone and you're going to be rocking out this approach to 50. What's coming up for you as you're thinking it through? Who do you want to be? How do you want to define it? So um, for me, um, some of the things, I'm, I'm choosing to do something for myself each month um, on my way to my 50th birthday that is either something I've always wanted to do, um, something I'm taking back, um, or something maybe that um, I'm connecting to my past. Um, so I'm kind of choosing this gamut of things. And I haven't, I haven't chosen everything yet, but I have chosen a few things that um, I know that are really important to me. And I think, you know, some of it, it it's all different kinds of things. Um, I, I just think, some of it's just being more mindful of how these things can make me choose different things. Or well, give, us, give us some examples of one in each category. Okay. Like um, what's coming up next month, right after your birthday? Um, so I am going for the first time to Atlantic City um, for my birthday. I've never seen the Atlantic Ocean. And so that is my 50th birthday weekend. I'm just, it's not anything big. It's nothing fancy. Um, but yeah, I'm going to Atlantic City, so um, it's close, it's, it doesn't cost a lot, um, just something different, um, something I've never done. And how are you going to drive or fly? I'm going to drive, it's just a few hours from here, so. Oh, awesome. Okay, so that's something you've never done, and what about something uh, else in those other categories? So, something to tie to my past, um, I'm planning to go see the band Chicago for my youth, <laughs> um, just to kind of bring back the memories of who I was, um, you know, kind of at that time in my life, and it's a band that I really enjoy, and um, I'm, I'm planning to go see them, and that's my, that's my April, <laughs> my April. Oh trip. my gosh, I love that, because <laughs> Chicago came to Toronto, I don't, I think it may have been last summer. And one of my kids is really into classic rock. And, and I said, you have to go. You just have to go hear this band. Because aren't they in their 50th anniversary too? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, they may be. <laughs> I, I think I read that somewhere. And, and uh, I love that. I love that you're definitely going to do that. Because when's the last time you went to a classic rock concert? Um, it has been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> That's so cool. I forgot to ask you, how old are your kids? 
my children um, are all in their 20s. Um, my oldest daughter um, is doing her PhD in Scotland, um, and she's 29. And um, my middle daughter lives in Ohio, and um, my youngest daughter lives in Florida. Um, and she'll be 21 this year. So the kind of a gamut between uh, a big wide range there. So three wow. daughters. And you're in Maryland and everybody lives all over the place. They do. <laughs> wow. Okay. Give me one more example of something else that's on your list. Um, so um, I love the music musical Hamilton. And it is coming to my area this year as a traveling show. Uh, that is definitely something that I have wanted to do for a while, so I'm going to um, do that. Um, but I think the, one of the most unusual things I have planned, which is completely out of my comfort zone, is I'm going to Louisville in October, and I'm going to do a whiskey tour. And um, I'm not a big fan, but I, I'm, I'm going to be open-minded and like try this new thing, right? But why? Why whiskey? So my husband um, really loves whiskeys. And because my daughter lives in Scotland, she's been trying to introduce us to scotch. And so I thought, you know, why not? I mean, who knows? You know, maybe it will be something new that I'll learn um, about how this is made or just have a tour. It'll just be interesting. Um, something, again, I've never done, but why not? Well, your openness is so fun. And, and what I see with women is one of the things that um, they're, they're, it's just such a common complaint is this feeling of being stagnant at this age. And stagnant is actually the word that we use to describe what it means. So I spent a lot of time talking to people about what that means for them. And it really means just not growing. And it doesn't just mean that you need to grow professionally, right? For some, it is. And I had a job where I hadn't had any, um, you know, professional education in a while. There used to be a lot more money for it. And, you know, it depends what kind of a corporate culture you're in. But I felt stagnant that way. And I also, because of the chaos of family life and everything, it's very easy not to grow personally when you're not putting yourself first. So it sounds like you're very open to, I love that you noted that you're out of your comfort zone because that's what it takes to grow. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I've allowed myself to grow professionally for many years, um, but I don't know that I was growing as much personally. And I think you had it, you nailed it. You know, we don't think about that piece as much, I think, as women, um, what that means, because we have all these other things going on. Um, as you said, professionally, I think it's a little bit easier because you might have a professional organization and you can read things. And personally, I think for the personal piece, it just, it takes more effort. It takes more effort and it can feel more indulgent. It does. And I think that's the part I um, struggled with. And I think a lot of women struggle with. Um, it's okay, though. And I think, you know, one of the things I wish I could tell young me is that, you know, it's okay to do those things for yourself. It doesn't have to be all the time. Um, but even if it's only once a month or once every three months, it's, it's okay to do that. And I think, you know, you'll grow a lot more personally if you can invest um, that time in yourself, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing you touched on is going back to your childhood or your youth. And one of the things that's been so rewarding for so many of my clients is to take a look back into childhood to focus on what brought you joy when you were younger. And I'm a firm believer 
in this idea that what brought you joy as a kid will absolutely give you a clue to what will bring you joy at this age. And it doesn't need to be the same thing, but it will be probably related. So if you like to dance when you were a kid, it doesn't mean that you're going to be dancing at the same level. You may or may not, but you probably want to move your body to music again. Like if you love that as a kid, you're probably still going to love it. If you really enjoyed um, taking a pottery class when you were 12, it's highly likely that you would enjoy being creative with your hands in some in some way. And this is the way I ended up tap dancing again now. And for sure, I'm not that great, <laughs> but it is fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, you're totally right. I think that, um, you know what, I'm going to do some more thinking on that because that's a great idea for some other um, things. Something just came to mind when you said that. I used to love doing canoeing um, and I've always wanted to learn how to kayak. So maybe that'll go on my list for the summer. Oh my gosh, I think it, it's on the list already. <laughs> yeah, so just to really think about what brought you joy. And then if any resistance comes up, really look at the thoughts. Like if you catch yourself thinking, it's too much money, it's too hard, how am I going to make it work? It's too scary. If I take kayaking, I might have to roll and do an escape underwater. Like that's what I thought when I pushed myself to take a kayak course. Um, so, yeah, so really catch your thoughts and then ask yourself one really important question. Is it okay for me to make decisions based on fear? So if you allow fear to make decisions for you, to guide the decisions you make, you may or may not like that as a reason. It's just really good food for thought to check your resistance and really ask yourself, why am I thinking that? And is it because of fear? Because to grow, it is going to be uncomfortable. It, it just is. That's just the way growth happens. <laughs> I love your attitude. I love that you um, are thinking about a theme of the month. That's super cool. And I think this is really going to inspire other people. Now, the one other thing that you noted in uh, the notes before we started talking is um, that you, don't, you, you really don't have to include your spouse in in all of these new activities and experiences. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think um, for me, uh, we have such, my husband and I have such different interests. And I, I kind of, when I started thinking about this, I'm like, oh, I have to do this with him because we're now empty nesters. And, and then I thought, well, no, why, why do I have to do that? Um, there are things that he's just not going to want to do that I really enjoy. And so I said, it's okay for me to either do it by myself or, you know, get a friend to go with me or one of my daughters to go with me or whatever that looks like um, and to be okay with that. I think I've always been super independent, but I think initially I felt like I had to be inclusive. Um, and, and I realized, no, I really don't. Um, and there are definitely I think, things in this uh, in this journey that I know he would not enjoy and that's okay. And I, and I need to be okay with that too. Yeah. I think that's really wise. And um, it, it just opens up the door for yourself to really focus on what it is that you want to do so that you don't have regrets. And on the flip side, I had an experience that um, I was trying, I was desperate to go to the Grand Canyon. Uh, at, I think this was about, I don't know, eight years ago or so I've lost track. And and I thought to myself, okay, I actually do want to do this with my husband, but I know we're not going to want to do the same things. 
Like I want to go to Sedona and not sweat or work too hard. And I want to look at crystals and take pretty pictures. And he is going to want to do something very adventurous that I probably would be afraid of. So I thought to myself, well, how can I come up with a happy medium? And the happy medium was to go on a whitewater rafting trip where there were guides and other people cooking and, and doing a lot of the work. And, and that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. But it was a way for me to still get what I wanted um, and try something new at the same time. Uh, so I think that's also something to think about is just because you want to do something, there are more, there are creative ways to think about doing it with whoever it is you want to go with. And it's the same with girlfriends. You may want to really travel with a, a great friend, but you know your interests aren't quite the same. Uh, so is there a way that you could try new things? Everybody can be happy. And the other thing to think about is, are you okay with doing some of these things alone? Because not everybody has a partner, but that shouldn't be, it doesn't have to be something that holds you back. And, you know, if there are just ways to do things alone. Maybe you wouldn't want to do something like go on a, a trip by yourself to Europe, but maybe you would be totally open to going to Europe with a group or doing something with other people that it's just not quite as scary. So I, I love that, you're, that you noticed that your first idea was that it had to be a certain way, but then you started to think about it and you realized, you know, it doesn't have to be this way at all. Yeah, I think I, sometimes it takes some time to come to that conclusion. Um, I just, I know that um, one of the first things I picked was the Hamilton and, I, and my husband just does not enjoy musicals. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I don't care. And I think that's kind of what set me like in this other direction. And you think sometimes it takes a moment of clarity like that to go, you know what, I'm still going to do it anyway um, and be okay with that. Yeah. And I don't care if he does things without me every once in a while too, because like, for example, skiing, <laughs> I mean, we kind of had this realization. I forced myself to ski, to learn to ski. He skis, the kids picked it up so quickly. Everybody likes it. I can't even stand the cold. And it was scary. I don't like heights. So I ended up getting myself to an intermediate skiing level. And then I realized, because one of my friends was pushing me because I, I hadn't fallen. And she's like, you know, you could, do, you could do this Black Diamond Hill. Come on, Susie, you could do it. So I tried it. I got down. I didn't fall. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need this experience in my life. I don't need thrills and spills and chills and all that stuff. I don't need that kind of excitement. So my husband wants to go skiing and I'm like, you have three sons. You do not need me to go skiing with you. Go, go to an amazing ski resort, have a blast. And I was so excited to be able to have that clarity and relief from having to go <laughs> try to act like I enjoyed it. Well, I did discover though that you can get a massage at a ski resort and that's way more fun than skiing. <laughs> Agreed. I, I love what you said there, though. It was something that he wanted to do. And I, I was thinking about that as I was making these decisions. My husband goes on a golf trip every year with his buddies. And I didn't even think about that until I was doing this. And I'm like, well, he does these things all the time. I just never took the time to go do anything with my friends or, you know, make purposeful efforts. So I'm like, that's also helped me be okay, I think, with Doing That's things. so wow. good. You know, it's a combination yeah. of not putting yourself first 
like not being used to thinking about what you want. And also this feeling that it's indulgent, that there's always other things to do, things that you think you should be doing, spending time with the kids, organizing life, all the stuff. It's very difficult for women our age to put ourselves first and to shift into this new normal where you actually can. Um, I caught myself thinking that I couldn't do something recently. And when I really looked at it, the only thing that was difficult was getting a pet sitter. There were no other problems with what I wanted to do, except I needed a pet sitter. But that initial feeling is, you can't do it. It's too difficult. It's not going to work out. It's too complicated. So I love it. I love that your husband is happily golfing for decades. (laughs) It never occurred to you. Fantastic. So if you could give a solid piece of advice to other women approaching 50 about changing their mindset to what opportunities they have, what would it be? My friend and I often give uh, each other this piece of advice when we're feeling a little funky. Um, Allow yourself the space to feel how you feel, but then allow yourself the space to feel at peace. And so it's a little complicated probably, but, you know, you're allowed to feel how you feel, but don't, don't stay in that, you know, find, find the peace from it, make decisions, make choices to find the peace. Decisions are the fastest way out of confusion. That is one of the things I learned from my mentor, Brooke Castillo. She says it all the time and you're absolutely right. Feel the feel and then decide how you want to feel, because that feeling comes from a thought. And the more you stay in confusion, the more time you're wasting. And that is something that women in the middle are very concerned about. Thank you so much for that piece of advice. It was awesome. Wyona, you've been a delight. I want, I want to wish you the, the happiest of birthdays in a year. This one's going to come and go, but that one in a year, feel free to send me an email. I can't wait to... Um, Hear how you decide to celebrate that because it's a milestone that is worth celebrating. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Susie, for having me. It's been really fun. That's it for this episode. Pretty good, right? Who says you can't have a ton of fun on the ramp up to turning 50? You can celebrate as much as you want and you can start whenever you want. I love how Wyona's story illustrates the thought model so beautifully. You can totally see how your mindset has so much to do with the experience that you create for yourself. When you take full responsibility for your emotional well-being, you are gold. The other thing I love is what Wyona had to say about the importance of emphasizing growth in your personal life as well as your professional life. So many amazing women in the middle have more trouble with that part of the equation, that's for sure. But when you are on to yourself and see your own shenanigans at play, it is so much easier to think on purpose to create what you really, really want, not what you allow out of habit. Now, if you want to learn more about the thought model, make sure to check out the show notes. I did episode number two specifically about the thought model, which is taught at the Life Coach School, where I am one of the instructors. It is so good and will really, really help you get so much perspective on your thinking. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. 
Check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. Don't forget to take this opportunity to try to win some free coaching. Yes, I've got a contest. It's called 50 Unplugged Contest, and it's for you if you're turning 50 within the next year. Just head over to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash 50 Unplugged Contest. That's five zero Unplugged Contest. And finally, whenever you're ready, there are three great ways that I can help you learn to think on purpose so you can get excited about your life again this year. The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group and connect with other amazing midlife women there who are ready to start regret-proofing their lives too. Just head over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Women in the Middle Community. The second way is to work with me directly and get unbelievably solid and effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused to being crystal clear and actually excited about your future. So if you would like to apply to work together, just grab your kickstart call at talktosusie.com. And the third way I'm super excited to tell you about, it is finally first my new midlife membership. It's an upbeat virtual community for 50 plus women who want clarity, courage, and connection so that they can regret-proof their lives. Don't miss a thing. Go ahead and get on the wait list. Sign up at susierosenstein.com forward slash membership so you don't miss a thing. Let's do this, ladies. Let's have more fun and think on purpose. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. 